Hello and welcome to Rivers to Resilience podcast, where you'll gain insights and knowledge into emotional resilience whilst being inspired, motivated and transformed. Today's guest is Dr. Ruby Curdy, who is a multi-award winner, TEDx speaker, emotional intelligence expert, human resource specialist, goodwill ambassador for Switzerland and also a professor of human resource management and luxury organizations. So join me in welcoming Dr. Curdy and it's such an honor to have you with us today on our second podcast episode. As we start it would be great for you just to introduce yourself and you've got so many titles, so much knowledge and expertise and I'm looking forward to this podcast and to learning from you along with the audience around emotional resilience Mm -hmm. and hearing about your professional and personal experience. So it'd be great if you would just take us, take, share with us a little bit about your professional background because you've got a, a lot of, a lot of knowledge and, and experience and we'd love to, to hear from you and then to see how that has enabled you to build emotional resilience in that, you know, in that journey and process. So over to you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Martina, for inviting me on your show. It's really a pleasure sharing my, my wisdom, my talk on your platform. Mm -hmm. So yes, uh, I have been living here in Switzerland, teaching in the Swiss private university. Um, I love teaching and it's my passion. Mm -hmm. I teach courses related to human resources, luxury, as well as general management. And it's really like, you know, uh, as people say, when you are passionate about something, when you love something, you know, it is just automatic. Other things just follow. And that's what all emotions are about. You know, when we are Mm -hmm. happy, it's just everything just falls to place. Yeah. And when we are not in a very good mood, like sometimes when we say the London weather, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's something like that. We try to pep it up by doing something to make it better, to make it like, you know, wow. We always try to add the wow element. And that's what all emotions are all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And I'm curious about your role as a goodwill ambassador. Can you share a little bit more about that? Well, as my role of Global Goodwill Ambassador, it is uh, a recognition given to people who are doing something substantial, who are doing something, giving back to the society, basically, like corporate social responsibility. Mm -hmm. So everyone is always in the rat race of getting things for themselves. There are very, very few people who think of doing something for others. Mm-hmm. So this came as a very pleasant surprise almost, I would say, two and a half years ago when wow. I got this recognition as a Goodwill Ambassador. And I was like, what did I do to get this recognition? And I was told, whatever you have been doing, just continue doing. There is nothing like a limit or, mm-hmm. or a challenge for you. It is just keep doing what you're good at and keep sharing. Mm-hmm. Because when people do something, you know, and they get recognition out of nowhere, it's unexpected, you know, you feel happy, mm-hmm. then you keep doing things that gives others a reason to smile. Mm-hmm. So this is just a journey of uh, people who are doing good, who are connecting others and making things better for other people in the world. Right. Okay. No, thank you for that. So it sounds like for yourself, it's important to connect with your values, to do those things that are important to you and to give back really, and to reciprocate maybe some of your experiences. And I did have a little listen to your TEDx talk, which was looking at 
emotional intelligence and values and I can see how that fits with you as, as, as an individual and unique so thank you for sharing that so we'll move on to emotional resilience which is what we're going to focus on for this mm-hmm. um, podcast so for yourself how would you describe emotional resilience w- what is that to you well if we go with a literal meaning it is uh, the resilience which which defines you as a person like how you cope with adverse situations mm-hmm. because when as i said when we are happy everything falls to place everyone is good with a smile on the face mm-hmm. but it's only when things are not good or when we are going through stress yeah or when it's something which you did not plan unexpected mm-hmm. that is your test of emotional resilience how you act and react mm-hmm. because some people you know the moment there is some problem they start getting nervous they start yeah. drinking smoking mm-hmm. going out going to the toilet you know there are mm-hmm. different ways of reacting to yeah. any kind of stress or any kind of adverse situation mm-hmm. so i tell or i try to explain emotional resilience as a state of mind where you keep calm yeah you try to identify with passage of time that this is something situational it is something which will go mm-hmm. we need to be calm and think over it how we can act to make it pass as smoothly as possible mm-hmm. so the more you are a person who is able to take care of um, these adverse situations calmly the more resilient you become mm-hmm. no I, i like that definition i like how you describe it as it's 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 being calm and that makes me think about i like metaphors the calm in the storm and i think that's very apt for what we're all experiencing now in the midst of this global pandemic and crisis mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know is a storm and in terms of being resilient in this time it's about trying to be calm trying to use our resources and, and skills that we've maybe built up on our journey of life to help us to cope and i, I love how you refer to the fact that it's about how we see situations so that makes me think of it's at our mindset and i know that with individual genetic makeup and experience emotional experiences environment all affect those how we respond challenging circumstances but we do have the ability to bounce back and to be calm in those in those situations but no that's great and it really resonates with me what you shared in terms of emotional resilience so for you in terms of your professional life we'll start with that first what role would you say emotional resilience has played in your professional life and also in contributing to to your success and progression within your career because you have clearly succeeded in life and you've got a lot of experience behind you quite varied experience and I'm quite intrigued about the role that emotional resilience may have possibly contributed to that mm-hmm. well coming from india um, it was not very easy for me in the beginning you know when mm-hmm. i came to switzerland it was a big cultural shock Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of language in terms of people in terms of the place in general yeah. so it was not really easy for me to take everything at one go and on top of it i had just married you know i was newly wed coming to this beautiful country mm-hmm. so i actually had some i would say expectations that i'm going to a wow place i'm going to meet wow people so i had everything in terms of wow yeah lot of wow factors yeah when your wow factors don't meet what you were looking for you know so it was a little bit difficult for me in the beginning uh, and also because i did not know my husband very well it was arranged marriage you know in india arranged yeah. marriage is very common yeah. so yeah. one i was trying to adjust with my own 
new life, new person in my life. Mm-hmm. And second, a new place. So had I been a little bit more, um, I would say, um, a person who just wants everything at one go, maybe I would not have been so successful or maybe I would not have been so patient, you know, with mm-hmm. how things were coming up. So I think uh, in my professional life, I was very, very calm, but at the same time, working very hard consistently, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I did not think that, oh, I come from a country where I was, wow, I was good. And here also I will be, wow. Mm -hmm. I did not think like this. So people who think like this, they have more time to adjust, they take more time to adjust. So for me, I think it was easier because I just took things as they came. I kept on adjusting with small things here and there. I kept my calm. Mm-hmm. And on certain days, I was, even when I was frustrated, it's not that you will always be calm. You know, you're not Zen. Yeah. Yeah. You have your, uh, like those, uh, oh my God, where am I? Why am I here? Those kind of moments. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I also had some of those moments. But whenever those moments were coming, I tried to keep like, you know, it will go, it will go. Yeah. Because I was also frustrated sometimes. I was angry sometimes because mm-hmm. I was like, I need to start from scratch and it's not easy, especially mm-hmm. when I was very well established back home in India. Right. So, okay. So yes, professionally uh, in the beginning also, I faced a bit of glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. Because, um, here in management, especially in management industry, in teaching industry, it was, or I would say rather still is very much dominated, male dominated. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it was a little bit difficult for me to prove myself because at that time I was way younger. I was in early twenties. So Mm -hmm. I was way younger and uh, to prove myself that, yes, I am like you. I'm like one of you was a bit of a journey. You know, it was not so Mm -hmm. easy. So yes, I struggled there, but I kept on going. I thought like, okay, I should not give up in terms of uh, me being a woman or me being, um, skin like you know different skin color Mm -hmm. or race ethnicity let Mm -hmm. all these things not bother me Mm -hmm. if my work is good if i'm consistent and keep on updating my skills i think that will help and that's where resilience was like you know a winning factor for me because even when i had those low days when i was not feeling up to it i kept on going Mm -hmm. i whenever i had to cry or whenever i had to be like my weaker moments I would go in private and just do, you know, my mm-hmm. crying or spitting out whatever anger I had. Yeah. But I would never do that in front of any other person. You know, even if I was going through a low phase, I would just keep like, you know, it's, it's passing, will go. Mm-hmm. And I think that is very, very important, especially how you feel at that point of time, your state of mind. The more positive you are, the more um, you think of those things as, situational you know like Mm -hmm. as what we are going through right now Mm -hmm. it will pass but if you make a big thing about it a big issue out of it then it will not go as smooth as possible Mm -hmm. so in my professional journey I think uh, my consistency uh, my hard work consistent hard work and believing that yes I am like others I'm no different I was not proving myself so there was no competition but Mm -hmm. I was just it was a competition against time with myself it was not with person but with Mm -hmm. myself because I was wanting to prove myself and that's what is resilience you keep on you know testing your patience but with yourself not with the people around Mm -hmm. no that's fantastic so I guess from what you've shared so far what stands out to me is that there's always been an element of optimism and hope 
even if you've been experiencing challenges and difficulties and I guess having to adjust and adapt, you've still been, I guess you've had that hope and you've known that you were going to come through on, on the other side. And I guess sometimes for some people, it can be difficult for them to see beyond the current circumstances. But it sounds like you had a, you had passion, you were very focused and maybe very, maybe goal orientated. And that enabled you to, I guess, to remain focused and, and, and to succeed and to, to achieve that goal as well. But that's what I'm kind of sensing from what you've shared. And I like how you shared earlier about the fact that there were times where you, I guess, you felt angry and probably experienced different emotions. Mm-hmm. But you acknowledge them. You didn't kind of suppress suppress them or put your head in the stand, which some people do do, and you can understand why some people would do that. But I guess in the long term, what what can happen is that you don't press process those emotions and feelings, and that can have a negative impact upon you and prevent you from mm-hmm. actually from progressing in life and can stunt your growth as well. Because with emotional resilience, it is about understanding yourself being Mm self-aware and then being able to manage those emotions and feelings and if you can't manage your own feelings how are you how is it possible for you to manage other emotions and feelings and also to manage yeah to manage if you've got a team to manage their feelings and with the current pandemic I'm sure a lot of managers are faced with a range and plethora of emotions from their staff and probably their own as Mm -hmm. well but it sounds like for yourself over time you've learned how to successfully navigate through those difficulties or challenges exactly very well said uh, martina i think uh, some of us you know who are not emotionally strong you know they are the ones who go through that rough phase because when they're not able to manage their own emotions they fail to manage emotions of other people and that's where the lag comes in you know Mm -hmm. and if you see Uh, I'm sure you must have come across some people who are complaining, who are very angry. Uh, They're going through a very bad phase saying, I can't do anything during Mm -hmm. this lockdown. Mm -hmm. But then there are other people who are like, oh, in this lockdown, I discovered a new talent. In this lockdown, I discovered that I can do this, this, this. I I had Mm -hmm. three, four things in my wish list, which I couldn't do. But during this lockdown, I was able to a little bit pay more attention to myself. Yeah, experience also comes with self-care, you know, Mm -hmm. which especially we as women don't do so much. Mm -hmm. We think we are doing just by putting makeup. We think we have done (laughs) self-care. That is not self-care. That's Mm -hmm. not self-care. That's just superficial. We need to do self-care, which is within. And only when you are doing your, as we say, train the brain, you know, so you will be more mindful. You will know how to compare how to control as well as how to compete with yourself. So Mm -hmm. these three C's are very, very important. Mm -hmm. Compare, compete, and keep on challenging your own self. You know, don't Mm -hmm. say, and this is with yourself. I'm not saying compare with others. This is all the three C's are with yourself. Mm -hmm. Compare with what you were a year ago, what you Mm -hmm. were a month ago, you know, have it on your fingertips or keep writing Mm -hmm. because if you don't do this, you know, it's a lot of toxic or bad or I would say negativity within you. Yeah. So yeah. it's important to do like a self-check, you know, and mm-hmm. that is only possible if you are constantly comparing of how I was back then and how mm-hmm. I'm progressing. So mm-hmm. if your progression is positive, if you're going well, that means you're on right track. 
Yeah. And if not, if it's vice versa, that means there is something which is not good. And you need to see, like, you know, focus on those key factors Mm -hmm. so that you can remove it from your diary and create space for the new things which bring more positivity Mm -hmm. and making you healthy. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that in terms of the compare and compete and, and actually remembering that we're focusing on ourselves. And I think within COVID-19, it's important to remember that how we respond to it is very individual. And it's important that we don't compare even how we're going with others, because everyone's situation is different. For those who have got children, in some respects, it it might be more stressful because they've got the children at home, they're having to homeschool. But for those who maybe have elderly family members and they can't see them, that's another challenge. Or for those who are living alone. So I think everyone's situation is unique. And unfortunately, some people have have lost their lives and also lost loved ones. So I think, yeah, it is very important not to compare our experiences and where we are in life with others, because that can actually hamper and hinder you from building emotional resilience as well. So can you share with us about, I know we've straddled over the professional and personal life and and emotional resilience. Can you maybe share a significant or pertinent experience that has contributed to your emotional resilience increasing? Was there maybe a turning point in, in, in your life where you noticed that you were resilient individual? Yes, there was a turning point in my life. You know, um, I think it was a couple of years ago, roughly seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been working as a dean, academic dean of a girls, all girls college. Mm-hmm. And uh, due to some unavoidable circumstances, they had to close down the department completely. So it was like a big uh, shock to me because I was like, oh my God, you know, now I won't be able to start on that level at any other place. So I was kind of really shocked because it was 11 years that I had been working in that organization mm-hmm. and it had been a great journey. So at that point of time, I was like, what should I do? Should I again start looking at the same level at some other place or should I do something different? Mm-hmm. It took me quite some time, you know, on paper, I think I would say good five months because I, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was on a very low note. It was Mm -hmm. exactly seven years ago. I went on a very lean phase where I could not believe that I'm not what I was a few few minutes ago when I got the letter that you are supposed to do this, not Mm -hmm. this. So I was very surprised because I had been always dealing with students like in bachelor's program as a dean. I was dealing with students, uh, minimum age was 17 to sometimes even 30, you know, older than me. I had sometimes students who were older than me and it was a very, very challenging experience. Mm-hmm. Now I was being told to work with students who were from 12 to 15 years. Right. Okay. And the role almost, almost changed a little bit. Duties and responsibilities also changed. So I was mm-hmm. really going through a very lean phase. Mm-hmm. And I was like, should I take it or leave it? And then my husband told me, my parents, I, I was like really in a state of shock. So my parents, my husband, my children, everyone was with me and said that do what you want to do. Do not push yourself to do something just because you want to work. If you want Mm -hmm. to take a break, it's better to take a break. Think what you actually want to do and then move further. Mm -hmm. And I think it was there. I I rebuilt myself. I think it was a reboot button for me seven years ago. And I sprang back, I would say. You know, I was like again back after seven, um, I would say five or six months, I was again back uh, to what 
I was thinking. And I started my journey as a lecturer, like, you know, giving lectures in different yeah. universities. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, doing more for the society, you know. Mm -hmm. So what I had been doing for past almost 11 years when I was working in this uh, institution, I was just teaching. I was mm -hmm. mentoring, teaching and guiding the students, but nothing else outside. It was family mm -hmm. and work. Yeah. During that time, exactly seven years ago, when this situation came up, I thought it's the right time to change my focus. And it was at that time that I started more towards giving back to the society. As a kid, I had already been doing a lot of charities with my parents and things like that. But mm -hmm. on a little you know, here and there thing, because I, at heart, I was always a humanitarian. I had yeah. to give back. Mm -hmm. So it's there. Uh, the resilience was so strong that I came back and I started doing even more. Mm -hmm. What I had been doing, I started doing even more, I would say double or triple the process. Right. Okay. Because I had so much time to think. I had so mm -hmm. much time to be more positive and think about the positive things that we can do for the betterment of the society. Mm -hmm. And I was really fortunate, I would say, also when you are emotionally resilient, how is your family background? You know, I was really fortunate that uh, I have a very good partner. My husband is really, very strong, who gives me that emotional support, mm -hmm. as well as my children. And as a growing up kid, parents, you know, they were also, they gave a very, um, I would not say protective, but a very good environment that made me strong. Mm -hmm. So while growing up, these things are also very important to show that you are resilient. You know, you might go through a hardship, you mm -hmm. might go through a good phase, but it makes you more and more stronger uh, because you're able to fight the adversities easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think these were, this was really a turning point that made me think and be more strong. Despite mm -hmm. the fact I thought I may not be getting that salary package. Mm -hmm. I may not be getting those uh, facilities, which I was so used to, but now I'm so happy because I'm doing other things, you know, giving back right. to society. Okay. Yeah. And I have so many other humanitarian programs, my, mm -hmm. you know, through talks, through my, you know, speeches, I'm reaching out to a bigger audience than I was back then. Right. Okay. That's powerful. So it sounds like over the past seven years, there's been a significant transformation and you were able to use something that could be perceived as a setback, but you used it to your advantage and allowed to propel you to be more of a successful individual, to connect with your values and those things that were, are important to you. Looking beyond yourself as well, thinking about what transferable skills do you have from that role that you're in and how can you, you use that to your advantage? And in life, I think it is important that we understand ourselves, we understand what are our core values, what brings us passion, mm -hmm. what do we enjoy, because that allows us to be fulfilled in life. Exactly. Which is, which is so important. But no, that's, that's great to hear about the, the journey. And the reason why I asked that question is, is based upon my experience and also some of the, the literature, because I think it is important to acknowledge that in life, there will be significant experiences that we have that will test our emotional resilience. And our response to that will determine our future and whether we actually grow during the, the adversity, whether we actually, our growth is stunted or whether we maybe regress. And depending on the individual and also thinking about COVID-19, it can have a different impact upon us. And I think it's important that as individuals, as leaders, in, as women, that we try, if possible, to use adversity to either mm -hmm. learn something about ourselves or, or to grow, or if we're able to try and cope 
within those situations and to bounce back as well. So for yourself, Ruby, what, what factors would you say have contributed to enhancing your emotional resilience? I know you've already shared about your husband and about your family, that they were good role models, they're strong and robust. Is there anything else that's, that's contributed to your emotional resilience? Believe in yourself, you know, mm -hmm. you have to be apart from the externals. That is my husband, my family, my parents, my sister. Yeah. These are the externals, you know. Mm -hmm. So if I did not have their support, you know, I wouldn't be what I am today. That is mm -hmm. one thing. Mm -hmm. But second thing was that me, myself, you know, so the external factor has to be strong as well. But internal yeah. that you, your own body, your own self yeah. has to believe that, yes, I can do. Mm -hmm. Because at that point of time, we were around, I would say, 20 people in the same institution who went through that crisis. Right, okay. All 20 of us were shaken up. All 20 of us were going through a very, very rough phase. But some of them are still in that phase because they could not take it. Ah, they were completely shaken up. They were completely mm -hmm. shaken up, broken. Some of them were close to their retirement age. Mm -hmm. And I said, now where would we go? Where can we find an opportunity to do what we were doing here because mm -hmm. we were very well established. Yeah. So I kept on pushing, like we formed like a group, you know, pushing each other because we were all women. It was an all girls college. Mm -hmm. So I was just pushing them, guys, you can do, you know, you can do, you are strong. Mm -hmm. But because some of them lost focus completely, they couldn't do. Mm -hmm. So I think it is very important for me. I, I mean, this is my personal experience. I constantly keep on pushing myself, you know, yeah. You can do it. I keep believing like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. If there's something which is like a challenge and I feel that, nah, it's not my forte. I try it once or twice, but if I feel that I'm not really successful, I leave it. Mm -hmm. I don't keep on going over it because if I'm passionate about something, I'm sure I will find success, even if that success is a little bit, but it will give me accomplishment that I did it. Yeah. So I think it's just better to focus on your key areas mm -hmm. and keep on going. Uh, and resilience will be stronger because it's not like a skill that you will learn by mm -hmm. spending money or by taking a course. Yeah. Or doing a cash course. <laughs> it is something, it's emotional quotient, you know, like uh, you evolve as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Is you're going through your good phase, someday you're not. Mm -hmm. So do not crush your feelings. As I said before, do not crush your feelings. You need mm -hmm. to ex express, you need to take them out. Yeah. It's like in, in science also, like if you're like this, you know, you will, it will burst someday. Mm -hmm. So it's better, like, you know, you keep on looking for outlet where you can have your emotional outburst. It's important. Yeah. yeah. Do I, not I, keep I, everything I. to yourself because then you're just going to blow, blow, blow. And then it will be a burst. Mm -hmm. So we don't want that. We want that you have to have your emotional outburst by yourself and keep on believing in your own inner strengths. Mm -hmm. And keep in, keep on building it, whatever your inner strength is, keep on building it, mm -hmm. like nurturing it like a plant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So if like you keep it. on nurturing things within you, like a plant, it will grow. The mm -hmm. growth might be slow. You may not be able to sometimes see that it is happening. It mm -hmm. might be a bit slow, but it will develop. So it's very important. Believe in yourself and keep on working consistently. That will definitely make you a very strong and resilient person. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. So from what you've shared, it sounds like it's about having self-confidence, believing in your skill set, self-efficacy, and I guess persevering. And rather than 
in the midst of the storm or in the adversity or setback rather than avoiding it and, and not kind of learning to, to kind of navigate through it focusing on i guess looking at the opportunities and i like how you were referring to the fact that it's important for you to tell yourself that you can do it so having those positive affirmations as well you know you might not believe in it initially but if you kind of use them consistently enough that will contribute to change and you know lead with um, contribute to to change and um you know neural new neural pathways in the brain being developed then eventually your actions will align with some of these these positive affirmations that you that you've shared so now that that's great to hear about that journey so is that something that you do maybe continually in every kind of challenge that you face is that your kind of your formula to to kind of navigate through it see i have never i never thought that i would be what i am today like you know for me i have always been an educationist you know mm -hmm. So for me, I think as a kid growing up, um, I just talked about in a podcast just very recently, two days back, mm -hmm. uh, I was asked, what did I want to become as a kid? And I said, I always wanted to become an educationist, uh, yeah. right as a kid while growing up. But other things what I'm doing now as a humanitarian or a public speaker or mm -hmm. giving conferences, going and to different countries, uh, holding conferences or talk shows. Mm -hmm. This was never a planned thing. <laughs> right. Okay. I never planned this. It just came up. Uh, what, what I said, like in seven years, my life has changed a lot. I have evolved a lot. And it is just, I, I think everything I just uh, base it on how I thought in my heart and mind, I can do it. Mm -hmm. Even though at that point of time I was shaken, I was going to the, like, I don't know, maybe I would have been to um, five or six different private clinics here in Switzerland, mm -hmm. you know, because I was all the time sick, not feeling well, and a lot of things right. were happening. Because yeah. emotionally, I was broken. Mm -hmm. And all the doctors were surprised and they said, everything is okay. Everything is okay, mm -hmm. you know. And we were like surprised, what is happening? Why is it like this? Everything is okay. But I was told it is something that emotionally or psychologically you're feeling very low. Mm. You need to build resilience. Mm -hmm. And right. at that time, I did not really know what resilience is. I thought it was mm -hmm. just a word, you know. Yeah. But by and by, I think I evolved because the situations, the circumstances that made me stronger. Mm -hmm. And that gave me more and more energy to deal with something which was not planned. Mm -hmm. And that's why all these things that are coming up, well, these are good things that are coming up. Yeah. So I'm very happy. But then at the same time, I kept on giving back as well because, mm -hmm. you know, it is also important. Um, if you are in a situation that you can afford a good education, you can afford a good training, there are others who can't. Mm -hmm. So then I started getting in touch, like when I started uh, going to different countries as a woman empowerment uh, trainer or as an educationist giving talks about how you can build a better future, communicate, you know, speak up, you know, those kind of platforms yeah, that yeah. were given to me. I thought I need to do more and more. And I started getting connected with women and giving them more power just mm -hmm. by talking to them, just mm -hmm. by being a so at times, even though I talk at other platforms, sometimes I don't say anything. I just listen to some people who call me or who connect with me via my channel. Like, you know, I, I post my videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So when they see those videos, they see, oh, I want my daughter to be like you. I want right. my son to be like you. That's powerful. So these things, they give me more courage and more energy. 
sometimes believe me martina i am so tired mm-hmm. i am like ah oh, i have no energy because you know taking care of children and home and everything yeah but when i see these kind of comments or when i read even on linkedin you know, mm-hmm. you know we are connected on linkedin yeah. and you must yeah. have seen sometimes the way people talk and give such precious feedback it gives me energy to you know bounce back mm-hmm. it gives yeah. the energy to bounce back so nothing is planned these things were not planned so i'm just evolving more and more you know mm-hmm. and i'm just now focusing on the things that are giving me more uh, you know positivity mm-hmm. so i'm building on that and the things which are not making me feel so accomplished or which sometimes make me like oh i wasted my time going there mm-hmm. or i did not do this so i'm just putting a small cross Exactly. on those things okay so i'm just like filtering those negativity things or negative friends or people who are not uh, who are just making me feel sad you know so mm-hmm. i'm by and by removing those kind of people from my my life mm-hmm. and trying to add on people who are giving me more power more positive uh, feeling or any kind of thing which makes me feel happy mm-hmm. no, so i think right. we all should sometimes do this kind of positive filtering you know self yeah. filtering or positive filtering yeah. trying to get rid of uh, the toxic people from your mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and try to involve more and more even if it's in a virtual world but some people who bring happiness to you mm-hmm. try to find your own tribe because that yeah. also builds your resilience you yeah. know once you have your tribe whether it's men women children doesn't matter who whichever country try mm-hmm. to you know get more and more positive people in your mind uh, mm-hmm. in your life which will make you develop in a very very positive manner and yeah. you'll feel the difference mm-hmm. you'll feel the difference yeah no i i thoroughly agree with that and it resonates me with me because our our community our connections whether that be family friends or business networks they do have a, have an impact on us and we can all learn from one another and it's a great space to express gratitude to learn how to build resilience so just observe family members or your colleagues and how they've coped with adversity that can just help you to build those resilience muscles as well and i love how you share about the importance of doing a bit of a filter checking are those people who are around me are they actually helping or hindering me and if they're not helping then subtly distancing yourself and it is about self preservation i think especially with what we're facing now and I'm I'm always referring back to covid-19 because we can't get away with it and it, it's changed life as we know it doesn't exist and I don't think it's going to return to the, that previous state so we've got to try and adjust and be resilient and we don't know we know there might be a second wave we don't know the restrictions I don't know how it is in Switzerland but you know the, the restrictions are being lifted and that's creating more uncertainty So the times that we're living in require a lot of emotional resilience. We can't get away from the adversity, the news, the media, it's just before us and there's a lot of a lot of trauma that we're being exposed to through the media and the times that we're we're living in are unprecedented and it is so so challenging. But for you Ruby Dr. Curdy, what role do you believe emotional resilience has in people management and performance management if i talk as an educationist as a professor um, mm-hmm. i think uh, there are sometimes you know when the students they test your patience you know mm-hmm. you are talking something extraordinary giving some amazing you know example and they are like you know <laughs> looking at you as like what 
how much more time you know like yeah. there are some situations when it can happen mm-hmm. touch wood yeah touch wood i would say i never really faced this kind of situation only sometimes in communication classes you know when mm-hmm. some of the students they don't understand what you are saying right so i think when we are facing these situations especially as a professional you know we should not get angry mm-hmm. we should not get frustrated even if we are you know even if we feel the person in front of me is like a complete fool or uh, he's not understanding yeah <laughs> he's not reacting it's okay you know he mm-hmm. is he and you are you so mm-hmm. don't get it on your face don't show it that you are upset mm-hmm. or you are frustrated it's fine he is being him or she is mm-hmm. being her so just try to be patient with such people you know mm-hmm. and as a professor or as a teacher it happens a lot of times especially when i go to some other places where people are not used to my style of teaching or it's a new place right or i'm going as a guest faculty mm-hmm. so i think it will be it will be a learning experience it's not that i'm always prepared every time when we have a new term you know mm-hmm. we experience new type of students every time i need to modify i need to update my own way of teaching because yeah. if i go with a fixed mindset this is my style accept it or reject it mm-hmm. i'm going to be at loss because mm-hmm. you know i am teaching and if they don't like you know they might complain they might not be happy and they may not learn mm-hmm. so i think it's very important whatever you are doing you should not be having any expectations from other person that's mm-hmm. another thing which is very very important when you go to work do not have any expectations or do not have a fixed mindset because once you have expectations or a fixed mindset and it doesn't meet your standards mm-hmm. you don't like it you don't appreciate it mm-hmm. and that makes a little bit you know a bit of a disbalance you mm-hmm. start thinking in a different way or you get distracted from your focus point so i think if you have zero expectations it makes work easier because you go like a whiteboard you know it's like a plain whiteboard nothing is mm-hmm. written on it yeah you write how you want to write you fill the colors the way you want to fill the colors because mm-hmm. that's the way it will be easier for you as well as for the other people who are with you in that particular situation yeah okay so it's about self awareness so in order to be patient we've got to understand where we currently are now so maybe on a scale of 0 to 10 how patient are we if we know we struggle with that area it's about considering are there certain situations that would trigger you know an individual to struggle with managing and then if you know that you're going to face that situation and thinking about how can you prepare in advance and how can you use that to build your emotional resilience um as well and then also what you shared is about the importance of not having a fixed mindset not having assumptions and having more of a growth mindset because that will help you to deal more effectively with with setbacks and to show and demonstrate emotional resilience so finally would you say there's a correlation between emotional intelligence and emotional resilience and the reason why i ask this is because i know you're an expert in emotional intelligence and i've watched you you've been a TEDx speaker which was looking at human values and emotional intelligence so i'd love to hear from you and also just sharing a little bit about the importance of emotional intelligence as well emotional intelligence and emotional resilience like you know they are like uh, they are very very well connected mm-hmm. emotional intelligence is like knowing yourself first you know if we go by the definition it's like knowing yourself first and mm-hmm. then understanding the emotions of others 
yeah whereas resilience is coping with adversity coping with things which you were not planned or which you do not think could happen mm-hmm. so there's a very good connection between the two as i say or as i make people understand emotional intelligence will make you more and more stronger more and more willing to change because you're okay to change or okay to take chances in life mm-hmm. whereas if you are not emotionally stable you will not be emotionally resilient also so mm-hmm. it's like a direct it's like directly proportional to how yeah. you are emotionally how you're feeling emotionally mm-hmm. so people as i said those who move with the change like you know during covid uh, some of the professors were told that now we'll be using virtual platform for teaching Mm-hmm. So some plat- some professors that took a ba- back seat they said oh my god i am not so comfortable i can't do it i don't want to make a fool of myself by doing it mm-hmm. even though we were giving training uh, by our college the college immediately you know came to the rescue and they gave provided all the necessary things which were mm-hmm. necessary but still some people took a back seat because emotionally they were not feeling strong Right okay so emotional being emotional intelligence is like you are using your wits you are using your uh, you know you are uh, aware of what is happening around you mm-hmm. so you don't give up or you don't just step back you think very well so mm-hmm. it's like again the, you can also move to the third angle which is iq mm-hmm. intelligence quotient so if yeah. you see um, as we say now in the present business iq will help you get a job okay if you are intelligent mm-hmm. iq will help you get a job but eq will make you or help you in going higher in your job yeah i like that so if, yeah if you use your emotions properly you know when to talk and yes. when to shut up <laughs> it's very important that <laughs> because you might be having a brilliant idea but mm-hmm. if the other person is not ready to listen or the other person is in a shitty mood he is mm-hmm. not ready to even look at you yeah take a back seat mm-hmm. so it's important open your mouth or listen properly or look properly only when the other person or the other party is ready to take care of what you're wanting to say mm-hmm. and that all comes with emotional intelligence because you observe a lot mm-hmm. in iq you're born with a certain iq mm-hmm. whereas eq it evolves with passage of time mm-hmm. so as a eq as a high a person having high eq or emotional quotient you know you will always be observing you will be learning by observing there are a lot mm-hmm. of things if i ask you martina how did you learn to speak so well so so maybe you kept on speaking and speaking or maybe your mom was a good orator or you mm-hmm. saw a lot of tedx videos something you know that yeah. made you like this mm-hmm. but there are certain skills which you learn like if i ask you how can you cook a good chicken biryani mm-hmm. okay so even if you follow a recipe the taste may not be coming as someone else who's cooking like really wow yeah right so there are certain skills which we learn by observing and that's all to do with emotional intelligence like mm-hmm. how you are mentally aware all the time mm-hmm. and how you react instantly mm-hmm. so if you are a person who is mentally aware and always reacting with passage of time or with how the things around you are Mm-hmm. you will emerge more resilient yeah. because you will know how to fight it out you will not mm-hmm. give up because mm-hmm. a person who is emotionally a bit low they always lose temper you know they are always angry yeah. upset mm-hmm. jealous you know all the mm-hmm. negative things you can yeah. associate with them mm-hmm. but a person who is emotionally stable he or she will be more resilient with the passage of time even mm-hmm. during covid 
there are a lot of people who are going through a bad phase but there are other group of people who are not because of being emotionally stable mm-hmm. and calm with themselves mm-hmm. yeah in terms of what you've shared it sounds like emotional intelligence can contribute to enhancing emotional resilience if you know how to successfully utilize that and i think that that's very important with what we're all facing now because of managers and and senior leaders there will be big expectations that are placed upon them are vast and having to work remotely that can be difficult for leaders teachers managers to manage their team remotely and to even understand how their employees are actually feeling because you can't only relax you could ask someone or ask an employee how are you feeling today but in reality necessarily going to fully share and disclose how they're feeling it's important for the managers and leaders to develop their emotional intelligence in order to build their emotional resilience and to be the more successful leader and, and, and to grow and as you were saying IQ will get you a job but EQ is what will help you to progress and to succeed and work your way up in the ranks to a more senior position I like that distinction between the two that's something that I'll remember so is there anything else in, around emotional resilience that you'd like to share with us to share with the listeners I would just tell all the listeners uh, during this pandemic times you know just try to be more stronger do not get upset do not get depressed even though it says lockdown period right in some countries it's like a total lockdown in countries like india it's complete mm-hmm. lockdown people can't go out mm-hmm. we are fortunate in europe it's not a complete lockdown at least yeah. we can go out at mm-hmm. least we can you know go to a cafeteria even though mm-hmm. we are maintaining social distancing but yeah. at least we can do those things mm-hmm. so do not get these things come over you mm-hmm. learn to manage your emotions because if you don't manage your emotions your emotions will manage you yeah and we don't want that to happen <laughs> that so would be chaos <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it is important learn to manage your emotions because if you know how to manage your emotions you will be much stronger person mm-hmm. and you will know how to react properly you will know yeah. how to react in a right manner mm-hmm. so don't think of this as a lockdown period think of it as a self reinventing period look within and improve on your own skills without mm-hmm. comparing with others mm-hmm. comparing with yourself and as i said use three c's uh, you know as a professor i always come up with something like this yeah. <laughs> so it's a three c approach which is compare control and challenge yourself mm-hmm. compare with yourself not with others compare with yourself as well as control how you can manage the good people and the toxic people Mm-hmm. good things or the toxic things good things to eat or toxic things that you should avoid mm-hmm. and at the end what is challenging you anything mm-hmm. that is challenging you keep on developing it keep on becoming an expert in it and think of it as a moving up you know like this is what i wanted to achieve mm-hmm. that is challenge one once you're done with it give create another challenge for you and mm-hmm. that way the life keeps on going on and on you're never you never reach your high like it's not saturating or it's not like you know stagnant it mm-hmm. is going higher because you're always coming up with a new challenge to you know to make yourself feel good and yeah. think that i emerged victorious in it mm-hmm. i need to 
have a second challenge already ready so that you go higher and higher. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. So compare, control, and challenge. Challenge. And with I, yourself. With yeah, yourself, with yes. Yourself. That's yes, that's very key. That's critical, yes. So with yourself and remember that IQ will help you to get a job, but EQ is what will help you to grow and to progress in your career. Emotional resilience is what will help you navigate through challenges and, and difficulties. Wow. Been, <laughs> I've been listening attentively. <laughs> so it's been such a pleasure to have you with us this afternoon, Dr. Curdy, sharing your expertise in terms of emotional resilience and also looking at emotional intelligence as well. I hope all of our listeners have gained some nuggets and some gems and that now what the challenge that I throw out to you all is how can you apply emotional resilience? How can you create opportunities in this challenging time that we're facing and how can you grow? Thank you for being with us on this journey and we look forward to continuing to help you to build your resilience and to enable you to be inspired and to be motivated and to be transformed.